0: Sydney, everyday, me and you, the good news and this Sydney is the Good News Day Station, WCNO, WCNO news Palm City.
1: Sunshine Carpet Cleaning, a WCNO corporate underwriter, has been providing the Treasure Coast with the finest in carpet, upholstery, and oriental rug cleaning since 1977. Now Sunshine Carpet Cleaning can restore your tile and grout to their original colors with one-of-a-kind procedures. Sunshine Carpet Cleaning is trained, licensed, and insured, so let them put a little sunshine into your life. Sunshine Carpet Cleaning, available at 772-878-1188. Golden Rule Academy K-12 Private Christian school. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Good morning, I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8, 32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
0: Now, contrary to popular belief, I don't want to mess up anybody here too bad, but watch this. The earth does not belong to the devil. The earth does not belong to the devil. Your city does not belong to the devil. Your house doesn't belong to the devil. It doesn't belong to the Antichrist. It doesn't belong to the Illuminati. It doesn't belong to some beast in Europe. The earth belongs to the Lord. Psalms 24 says, The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. And he never gave Adam the right right to give the planet to the devil. The earth, the, the, earth the earth is the Lord's. Somebody say with me. The earth is the Lord's. Now, how many of you know the devil became the God of this world? The world and the earth is not the same thing. Amen? The Bible says that he is the prince of the power of the air. And when it talks about the prince of the power of the air, it's talking about the cosmos. Everybody say cosmos. The cosmos basically, by definition, means the order of things the culture of things the it's the way we think it's the way we move it's the systems of man it's all of the economies of the world make up the cosmos they're all under the rule of the devil does everybody understand that but listen he is not the owner he's a usurper everybody understand that he is not the owner amen he's a usurper he's trying to make squatter rights on your property that's what he's doing amen And Jesus said, there was a squatter who came here and is trying to infect my creation with all kinds of evil, all kinds of unrighteousness, all kinds of unholiness, all kinds of envy, all kinds of poverty, all kinds of lack, all kinds of bitterness, all kinds of evil, discord, and disease. This squatter is just trying to make a mess on my people. He's trying to infect my people and make them believe that they got to live like that. Mm. Now hold on. We just get the impression that we're just going to say, well, we just have to tolerate the devil. Lord, help me battle this battle. Are you seeing where I'm going? Lord, if I could just get through this life and make it to heaven when I die. Do you know how many believers have lived their life never reaching their potential, struggling their entire life, having maybe one or two victories every week? just hoping for the day in glory and suffered the whole time they're here. Never understanding that God gave them the victory. See, Jesus come along he said, I've come to introduce another kingdom. I've come to introduce something that's going to change the course of humanity. Now watch this. And the disciples said, what are you going to do? And he said, I'm going to do something you ain't expected. I'm going to die. That's what I'm going to do. And Peter said, no, 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 Jesus, we can't let you die. That's just crazy talk. You're the king, you're the messiah. You can't die. And Jesus said, Peter, this is what I was born for. I was born for this. That's why when Peter said, you can't die, Jesus said, you're operating under satanic influence. You ain't even being Peter. You don't know what you're talking about. Get behind me, Satan. Satan. So what did Jesus do? He went to the cross. At the cross, he had a few things that he said. Father, if this cup, if it's possible, let this cup pass. And then he said, "Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna get to the cross." He gets to the cross and he takes all of our problems, all of our issues, all of our sickness, all of our disease. He bore them. Father, why have you forsaken me? God turned away when all the sin of the world was put on him. And finally, Jesus looks to heaven and he says, "This it is finished." I mean, know when he said it was finished, it was finished. It is finished. And the Bible says with those three words, he gave up his spirit. No man took it from him, took his spirit from him. He chose to lay his life down and he died, huh? Isn't that right? Somebody say it is finished. finished. So how many of you understand if it is finished, then it's not going to be finished? Because it is finished. You can't finish something that's already finished. But we have the majority of people that go to church every Sunday trying to finish it when God already finished it. Somebody say, it's finished. Listen to me this morning. I want you to get this. We have got such a devil consciousness and not enough God consciousness going on in our lives today. We walk around with these mountains so big that we can't get over them and we battle for day after day after day after day trying to get through this mountain and stand in faith over it and we got God in our hip pocket. Come on, somebody know what I'm talking about. That's not the life that God has called us to live. It's time that we get Jesus out of our hip pocket and recognize that greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. He's greater. The war is over. It is finished. I'm trying to hurry. Listen, we might not get out of here at 12. So Jesus said, it's finished. Somebody shouted, it's, it's finished. And at that point in that time, he ascended and he descended. He released the prisoners and set the captives free. And then on the third day, he did what he said he was going to do. He rose from the dead, didn't he? He got up. Somebody say, he got up. He validated everything that he said he was going to do. And he did it. How many know Jesus can do what He said He was going to do? So how many know you can't preach the cross without an empty tomb? Hmm? So Jesus died in my place. My sins are forgiven. I can go to heaven when I die. The church down the road teaches the same thing. But a lot of people get there, and they go to church, and they come to the altar, and they say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all my sins away. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the cross take your place in me I give my life to you and they stand up and they become born again they walk out the door and they live like hell till the return of Christ all kinds of demonic oppression and possession and troubles and all kinds of flesh and all kinds of stuff going on battle day in and battle day out all the time they have a desire they believe salvation is appropriated by grace they stand on faith, but they live in hell. Come on, how many know that the majority of Christians live that way? We see that, don't we? But Paul comes along and with this revelation and he said, No, 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 no. What you don't understand is that when you were in Christ, you died when Christ died. When he was buried, you were buried. When he was raised, you were raised. And when he went to the right hand of the Father, you went to the right hand of the Father. When he sat down, you sat down. It is finished. Come on, somebody said he sat down. He say, huh, what are you talking about, pastor? What do you mean to be in him? Well, here's what I mean. You remember, when, you remember the story with David and Goliath we were talking about a few weeks ago? Yep. Goliath comes out and he says, fee-fi-fo-fum, I'll kill all you bums, right? <laughs> you send out your champion and I'll represent all these thousands of men. And if I kill your champion, then all of you will surrender to all of us. And Israel was looking for a champion to go out and represent the whole nation. Y'all remember that? And that what happened? Well, Jesus, what Jesus did is he rose up one morning at Calvary and he said, Devil, I'm going to tell you something. All of humanity from Adam to eternity that's still to come is in me right now. I represent the whole human race. And we're going to do battle. Hmm? And if you can whip me, then you can have them. But if I whip you, I got them. And how many of you know when he went down there, when he was in the grave, and he took the keys to life and death, he stumped a mud hole on that devil and whipped the tar out of him. Yeah. Amen. Come on now. He was defeated forever. Defeated forever. Hallelujah. I wish somebody would praise the Lord. Defeated. So then the Bible says, after he rose from the dead for 40 days, he taught them things. Listen to this very carefully. He taught them things because before he went to the grave, he was trying to get them ready for him to go to the grave. But when he come out of the grave, he taught them things for 40 days pertaining to the kingdom. He gave them the secrets of the kingdom. And then he ascended back to the Father and he sat down. Somebody say he sat down. I mean, you don't sit down until the job's done. Come on. He said, I'm going to sit here until every one of these usurpers and every one of these enemies become my footstool. Hmm? So what are you saying, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying. When he sat down, he said, the victory has been won the war is over, the battle is done, you have the victory. He announced to all of creation, he paraded Satan through the streets of heaven on display as a defeated foe, and he said, it's over, the battle is over, it's finished.
1: And now, we're gonna take a break from the message We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church that has been serving our community for the last two years. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family.
0: i somebody say it's finished. So this is the question I get when I teach a sermon like this. Well, what about spiritual warfare, Pastor? What about, what about binding up demons and casting out demons and spiritual warfare? What about that? Well, we're going to talk about that. I'm glad you asked. Because this is important. Because there is spiritual warfare. Amen. Amen. Spiritual warfare for us is not about invading. Spiritual warfare for us is about occupying. Remember when the president declared the war was over in Iraq? The war is over in Iraq. What does that mean? It means that our military leaders had broke the stronghold, had broke the enemy. We took control of the nation. We took control of the borders. We took control of their guns. We took control of their weapons. And then we became not an invading force. We became an occupying force. Was the enemy still there? Yes. But we had defeated the enemy. We had control. Isn't that right? So what happened? We were no longer the invading army. Now we're the troops that occupy. I mean, we're occupying until the Lord comes back. Amen. Isn't that right? Yes. See, now listen. Invading troops have to win a victory. Occupying troops are enforcing a victory. Amen. That's already been won. Woo-hoo. So today I just got news for you. You're an enforcer. Yes. Yes. You can get a badge if you want to. <laughs> hmm? Same way with spiritual warfare. It's not in a position of trying to fight to get the victory, but our warfare is to take our place and enforce the victory that's already been won. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, listen, if I own 1,000 acres in the middle of Florida, it's my property, and there's a 100 homeless people that go out there and build houses on it and come live on my property as squatters, how many know I still own the property? Isn't that right? It's mine. But how many know they're looking for a place... To stay. They're looking for a place to live, right? And if I never go down there and say, hey, get off my property, then guess what? They'll stay there forever. Won't they? And they'll even tell people it's their property. And they'll even have their friends come over and spend the night at their house. That's on my property. Isn't that right? They'll act like it is. They'll pretend like it is. They'll tell everybody it is. And they'll just act like it's there. But we all know it's really mine. It's mine. I got the deed. I got the title deed. Isn't that right? It belongs to me. But if I don't go out there and enforce the fact that that property is mine, they'll just stay there and live there, won't they? So then what is the church doing? Jesus is saying, I have come and I have redeemed the earth. I have redeemed mankind. I have broken the powers of the enemy. And I have taken the keys to life and death. And now I am sending you in as an occupational troop into the war zone. Not to win the victory, but to enforce the victory that I've already won. To remind every demon, every devil, every force of enemy that they've already been defeated. And to get off of your property. Hallelujah. And he's given you all authority and all power to run the devil out of your property anytime you choose to do so. Amen? Somebody say, get off, get off my property. See what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18 when he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then in verse 19 he said, and I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. He's talking about the church. He's building us. The gates of hell can't prevail against us. Why? Because we've got the keys. Somebody say, I got the keys. Keys, keys, keys. How I many if I pull my keys out of my pocket and I walk over there and I give my keys to Justin, what am I giving him? I'm giving him access, the privilege of access to anything those keys will open. He now has access to whatever those keys open, he can go into and he can use it and he can operate in it. Isn't that right? Isn't that what we do with keys? Here's what Jesus said I'm going to give the church the keys to the kingdom of the heavenlies. I'm giving you the keys of access to heaven. Come on, are you seeing this? He said, I'm going to give the keys, I'm going to give to the church the keys of the kingdom, the rule, the reign, and the dominion of the heavenlies. Somebody say the heavenlies. How many of the heavenlies is where decisions are made? Amen. Amen. Heaven dictates earth. He said, I'm giving you access into the realm where decisions are made. You've got access as a believer. Somebody say, I've got access. I've got the keys to heaven. Come on, that's good news this morning. Amen. Here's how it's interpreted in direct language. He said, and whatever you bind on earth will have already been bound in heaven. That's a literal interpretation. And whatever you loose on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. Hmm? Meaning it's a finished act in the invisible realm. It's already done deal. It's already done. But you, through your faith, you've got to show up and you've got to say, now I'm enforcing what heaven has already declared to be mine. I'm making it binding on earth, just like it's already binding in heaven. Hmm? Come on, there are there any kingdom people in the house today? Hallelujah. Is anybody as hot as I am? Yes, you crank the air down back there. I'm sorry, I'm sweating, man. I mean, know one of the ways that we advance the kingdom of God is through intercession. When we take our place and we run the devil out of our territory, we take our authority. Come on, amen. How many of you ever bought a house or a car or, or something you ever had to sign a contract on? Let me see your hand. Anybody in here ever sign a contract for anything? Let me see your hand. Get them up high. Amen. That's just about everybody in here. I mean, when you sign that contract, that there are clauses in there. And that once it's signed by you and the other party that you entered into the deal with, that contract now becomes binding. Right? It's legally binding. You both signed it. You put your name on it. That means that you agreed to every clause, every stipulation, and every part of that contract. That word, whatever you bind on earth, is the word duo. Everybody say duo. duo. It's just D-U-O, duo. And in the Greek language, it's primarily a legal word. And that word, it just means to make a contract binding. You can't change it. Once it's binding, it's there forever. It's a done deal. You can't get out of it. So what Jesus was saying is, is I'm giving you access to the realm of the Hellenes so that you can come up here with your contract and listen to what Hebrews says. Hebrews says that we have a better contract that's been signed by the blood of Jesus. And how I many know the Bible declares that God is a just God? Isn't that right? He's a just God. So what do I do when I pray? I don't pray, oh dear God, please heal Susie. Susie's such a wonderful person. Su- oh God, we just Lord, we just we just plead with you to touch her with your power, your healing power. That's not how I many know that's not moving God at all. Come on, are you, are you hearing me? That's not, that's not the basis of your contract. That's not the basis of your contract. That's not the basis of, of what you sign. That's not in the clauses, amen? You've got to come with your contract. See, if I, if I sold you a house and we did a contract, and I said, okay, this house is coming with the refrigerator and the stove. And then you show up at the house and take possession of the house, and you walk in there and you go, no refrigerator, no stove, that lying bum. Hmm. And you call me and say, Jason... You said there was going to be a refrigerator and a stove in this house when we bought it. I said, Yeah, I know, but you know, I didn't have one where I had to go, so I had to take it. I'm sorry. But hang on a minute, it's in the contract. Well, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do about it? Well, if you ain't going to do nothing about it, I'm going to take you to court. And you go to court and you go to the judge and, and, and the judge looks at me and he looks at the other person. The judge ain't going to look at me and go, well, Mr. Bumgardner, I see that you're a great man of God and a pastor and there's an anointing on your life. I understand why you took the stove and why you took the refrigerator. Don't worry about it. How many know the judge ain't going to do that? What's the judge going to do? He's going to let me see the contract. He's going to say, I see here it says, are you supposed to have a stove and a refrigerator in there? Now get a stove and refrigerator in that house like you said you were, or I'm going to have to legally enforce this contract. Come on, does everybody see what I'm talking about? Amen? Mm. So what happens? Is when I come to the throne of God and I say, Father, this sickness has showed up at my house, but right here in your contract, in Matthew chapter 8, clause number 17, it says that you bore my sickness and you bore my infirmity, and with your stripes that I am healed. And God says, uh, Let me see that contract right there. Yep, that's what it says. Sickness, you gotta go, or heaven will have to legally enforce this contract. Come on now. When you tell poverty to get out of your house and it acts like it doesn't want to go, then what you got to do is say, hold on, wait a minute, i got a contract. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So devil, get your hands off my stuff and get your hands off my finances. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Almighty. I have an inheritance in God. I've got a contract. Hallelujah. Now, you know what this will do? This will keep you from binding up the devil every day. Hmm? And him getting loose by tomorrow. (laughs) Come on, how many of you ever bound something up one day and it was already loose the next? (laughs) In one room, they was in there praying, Lord, we loose the Holy Ghost. Just loose the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking, who in the world is big enough to tie up the Holy Ghost?
1: Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772 464 7012, and that number again is 772 464 7012. This is Dave Freeland, your host on Sounds of Joy, inviting you to listen Sunday mornings at 6 on WCNO-FM.
0: This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station.
1: Welcome.